He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Christ, our Passover, sacrifice for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 97 on page 460, and Psalm 99 on page 462. The Lord is king, the earth may be glad thereof. Yea, the multitude of the isles may be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his seat. There shall go a fire before him and burn up his enemies on every side. His lightnings gave shine unto the world. The earth saw it and was afraid. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens have declared his righteousness, and all the peoples have seen his glory. Confounded be all they that worship carved images and that delight in vain gods. Worship him, all ye gods. Zion heard of it, and rejoiced, and the daughters of Judah were glad, because of the judgments of our Lord. For thou, Lord, art higher than all that are in the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. O ye that love the Lord, see that ye hate the thing which is evil. The Lord preserveth the souls of his saints. He shall deliver them from the hand of the ungodly. There is sprung up a light for the righteous, and joyful gladness for such as are true-hearted. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous and give thanks for for remembrance of his holiness. The Lord is king to be the people never so impatient. He sitteth between the cherubim, be the earth never so unquiet. The Lord is great in Zion, and high above all people. 
They shall give thanks unto thy name, which is great, wonderful, and holy. The king's power loveth judgment. Thou hast prepared equity. Thou hast executed judgment and righteousness in Jacob. O magnify the Lord our God, and fall down before his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among such as call upon his name. These called upon the Lord, and he heard them. He spake unto them out of the cloudy pillar, for they kept his testimonies and the law that he gave them. Thou heardest them, O Lord our God, thou forgavest them. O God, thou didst punish their wicked doings. O magnify the Lord our God, and worship him upon his holy hill. For the Lord our God is holy. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the seventh verse of the second chapter of the book of Micah. <clears throat> Therefore I will look to the Lord, I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord, because I have sinned against him, until he pleads my case and exe executes justice for me. He will bring me forth to the light, and I will see his righteousness. Who is, is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever, because he delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us, and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast our, all our sins into the depths of the sea. You will give truth to Jacob, and mercy to Abraham, which you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old. Here endeth the first lesson. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation. My father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom like a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. Who is like thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou didst stretch out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people whom thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength to thy holy habitation. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance. In the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in. In the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 11th verse of the 6th chapter of 1 Timothy. 
But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ appearing, which he will manifest in his own time, he who is the blessed and only, only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in un, unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, and they be, that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Here endeth the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing it and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. <clears throat> o God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who thine only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, has overcome death, and opened unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech thee that, as by thy special grace preventing us, thou dost put into our minds good desires, so by thy continual help we may bring the same to good effect. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost ever, one God, world without end. 
Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, of all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Today's Old Testament lesson is from Micah, who was a prophet of the 8th century BC, the 700s, and he was resided in Jerusalem, and he prophesied the downfall of both of the kingdoms of Israel, uh, Samaria in the north and Jerusalem in the south, Israel and Judah. But our, our passage today is talking about kind of the aftermath, that, that, that um, the idea that God's judgment is going to come on Israel and Judah for their unfaithfulness, but after they've been judged, um, God will be faithful to vindicate. Um, so uh, it's sort of a taunt at the enemy is, don't rejoice over me, my enemy. Um, I will bear the indignation of the Lord until until he plead my case. And we really see in this, in this um, prophetic language the the sort of way that, that Jesus uh, we, fulfills the narrative of Israel as, as in, in the words of Isaiah, the sort of sin-bearing servant where um, he, he resolves this kind of tension between how can um, Israel bear the consequences of her sin and also be vindicated by God and declared righteous. And so uh, uh, central to the narrative of the New Testament is Israel embodies, epitomizes, sums up the whole existence of Israel in his person. And he carries the sins of not only Israel, but the whole world, bears that weight and um, dies. And then God, Easter is the vindication so that he bears the indignation of God. And then on Easter, God declares him to be righteous. And the New Testament lesson here, First Timothy, sort of connects our narrative to his narrative. And this is, I think, a really important thing about the Christian life to understand, because so often in our culture, um, salvation has been reduced to the idea, okay, I put my faith in Jesus, I'm saved, you know, uh, from, from judgment. But it's really... To become a Christian is to be drawn into a new and different narrative. And the old narrative of, of humanity is a narrative of, um, of, of no matter what we do, we can't rise above the captivity to sin and, and the, the guilt and judgment it brings upon him. So we try, try, try to do better and we fall short and we, we fall under the, 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 the sentence of sin. And a lot of the whole human narrative in the world is humans trying to rise above captivity to human distance from God and fallenness and not being able to, to, to get it. 
but now being baptized into Christ and being raised with him, the narrative changes. Now our sins are forgiven. Uh, we're set free from sin, both from the judgment of sin and also uh, from having to be captive to the impulse of sin. This is something we, this freedom from the captivity to the impulse of sin is something we um, realize progressively in the Christian life as, as the grace of God that exists in us, the Holy Spirit gives us greater and greater capacity to, 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 to do the will of God. And so, but we're never doing it perfect, but this is what St. Timothy's picking, fight the good fight of faith. Um, and he, he uses the word um, blameless. That we, um, and the idea is how, how can we be blameless? We can be blameless by confession of our sins, which brings forgiveness. And then by living in the Holy Spirit, trying to do the right, to love, to do the good, to fight the good fight, um, for the vindication that comes from God. And, and that's the narrative. We live in a narrative of justification. It's why our, our faith begins on Sunday, Easter. It's, it's we come and we are reconnected to, to, to God and Christ through the Eucharist. We're declared to be God's people. Now we go out into the world to bear witness by righteous behavior that, 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 that we belong to him. And, it's interesting in that that the in our lives, this is why um, the things we suffer, the afflictions we suffer, actually keep us more connected to Jesus because they remind us that we have to trust in Him. And this passage from Timothy is actually the our first line of today's lesson came right after the the pro proclamation that the love of money is the root of of all evil. Um, and flee from that, that there's always a temptation in the world to trust in something else, to think if I can just get enough resources, then I'll, I'll be secure and firm. And, and our culture really values everything economically, and it's a great temptation for us to also value our lives economically, as if we can just be secure that way, then we'll be secure. And we're not secure that way. We're only secure in Christ. So living the narrative of, of the resurrection is, is um, holding on to Jesus, experiencing the forgiveness, and then striving in our lives to manifest uh, righteous behavior that shows that, we're, that we are God's people, and we're waiting for the same verdict Jesus got on Easter, where at, at the, on the last day, um, Will, will be declared blameless, not because we've been perfect, but because we our sins are forgiven and we have in the Spirit um, lived in imitation of Him, and that's the that's the um, you know the the, the 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 temptation we live in the world is a temptation to be drawn out of that narrative of justification through prayer through our union with God and Christ the Spirit, leading to righteous witness in the world through how we live, to be drawn out of that narrative back into this human striving to uh, be secure in money or be secure in status or, or to achieve something that, that we will, will justify ourselves and it pulls us away from God. We remember Israel, this is her temptation to trust in alliances with foreign governments 
to make compromises with other gods to get by now rather than just holding on to God. So just as a, as a kind of summary, we remember an Eastertide that we are called to live in this new narrative of Christ, which is to, to um, receive forgiveness and then to bear the struggles of this life patiently as we wait for God to fully and finally vindicate us. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, and fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Thank you, Father John. Thank you, Bishop Scott. Good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you.